The holidays are hard for everyone. It's this time of joy, family, togetherness, goodwill and peace to all, yada yada. But it's also a time of stress, debt, overscheduling, overeating, obligations, unspoken expectations, and disappointment when those unspoken expectations aren't met. For singles, the holidays can be especially hard because it's a time when people express gratitude for their families and then project their own fears of loneliness onto single people and serve us up some pity that we don't need and didn't ask for. It's a time for invasive questions and old family dynamics to rear their ugly heads. And it's time for your mother's disappointment in your life choices to make a cameo. This is the Spinster Life Podcast, the podcast that won't sit at the kids' table. And that's why I spoke with Mary Delia Allen, author of Enjoy Your Solo. She's an expert on how to learn how to love being single, and she just came out with a new resource, the Comeback Kit, to help you navigate invasive questions at holiday gatherings with grace, tact, and a little bit of sass. Mary Delia, thank you so much for returning back to the Spinster Life. Uh, so glad to discuss being single over the holidays. I am, you have so much insight, and I'm so glad to absorb it from you. This is one of my all-time favorite topics. And I think even if you're cool as a cucumber all year long about being single, those holidays bring up lots of stuff for everyone. So we have to, um, it's not just, oh, the singles have a hard time with the holidays. The holidays are challenging and stressful and so much that you just want to be sure that you're taking care of your solo self. But there are definitely specific challenges for singles around this time of the year. Um, you know, it's a time of togetherness and family. And, um, you know, if you haven't adjusted to thinking about yourself as a family of one, yeah. it can definitely be more challenging. Yes. And another way to think of that is um, this is a good time to practice your uh, feeling yourself and your solo. It's a good time to practice those things. So this time of year is, uh, I guess it would be slightly before this time of year because people would be coupled up already, but this time of year is referred to as cuffing season, yes. which is very visual and very visceral kind of thing that it evokes, like you're cuffed to this person and they're like your holiday partner in crime and uh, and you've got to get through this thing together. But it is like a, a strategy that some people employ <laughs> um, to get through to get through the holidays I it was a cold is to partner thing. up with somebody. As a Chicagoan, I thought it was a cold weather thing. Like it's freezing outside, you're meeting less people. We better hook up for the duration till spring. Yeah, it's like a it is a little bit like hibernation. Yeah, that's what I um so. it's also like maybe a little bit like like a little bit like um like the emperor penguins like you have to like find a mate and if you don't find a mate then it's over for you this season oh. and you won't producing you won't have an egg to sit on that's not true not true <laughs> no it's not true um right just to just to dispel that like this isn't this is not a scientific thing cuffing season is not a no. scientific thing it's just sort of like a a pull that people feel to get partnered up so that no one asks them obnoxious questions at thanksgiving oh i have I have much to say about the obnoxious question. So whenever you're ready. What do you think of cuffing as like a life coping strategy? Because I definitely have thoughts on it. So as a person who has uh, thrived as being single. So um, I never got married. I used to take people who were single on vacation. And I was absolutely raised with a super traditional house husband baby. It's the only way to be happy. 
you have to, you know, find a man and he's got to buy a house and you have to follow the very traditional path. And I never did. And yet I was, I was happy. I, I always had, and I still do. I have a big family, 35 people call me aunt. So I have children in my life. I have a career that I really love. I really have a big life, but for so long, I, I, allowed that traditional definition of needing to have a partner to get me down so much that I was like, I'm going to write a book. So I wrote enjoy your solo. Um, and I wrote it perfectly at the time because people are staying single more and more. There is, um, a statistical event happening and 45% of us adults are single by 2030, which is moments away 45% of childbearing aged women are going to be single. So that's super um, important. And I think that the culture is going to speedily catch up. And this idea of you have to be with somebody is going to fade really fast. Truly, I do. We are not anti-relationship here. We are anti the wrong relationship. <laughs> right. One of the ways to be anti the wrong relationship is to be really good in a solo. And to be really okay with being by yourself, yes. which is a, a muscle and a trick, and you you have to learn how to do it. Um, and it's not something that's taught, um, and it's not in the lexicon or in the culture. It's will you you don't. So I played lady friend when I was little, and I was like, I want to be a lady who has a really nice apartment, and I have lady friends, and I have friends. I didn't play house or office or teacher. I played lady friend. So. Your life. I love that. Life I, is one giant. I love friend. that so much. Awesome. The shacking up together during the holiday season, it does strike me as sort of like slightly avoidant behavior. Like, no, I'm I'm just going to like, I'm going to avoid all of those questions. I'm going to, I'm going to like not have to justify being single. I, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be looked at as like a quote unquote normal person who has a relationship and is happy because they have a relationship and someone who fits in, even if it's like not what you really want. It's like there's something sort of like desperate and clawing in trying to like get someone into your life just for one season in order to make other people happy. Yeah, I would a lot of the things that you said there, I would really question being in a couple does not equal happiness being in a couple does not equal acceptance. It's so much more fun to stay by yourself and enjoy your holiday by yourself. Please believe me. We're, we're going to get into that. So let's start with Thanksgiving and let's go through holiday by holiday and talk about some of the things that singles face um, at holiday gatherings during the holiday seasons, feelings that come up and address like, you know, why people feel the need to be in a relationship and, you know, so far you can cope if you're not in a relationship. Yeah. So if your motivation is uh, I need someone to do something with, I don't think any of that's true and i think my recommendation would be to really think about like well what do you think you need somebody to do things with and be super specific do you need someone to go to your office party with well why don't you go you know plan to spend that time with somebody that you work with that you really like do you need someone to take home to your family i mean that is just crazy to me that you would grab someone at the last moment right. and be like come on over to my family i mean that is just no way. It it does sound like the plot of a romantic comedy, but I think that we've all established that like romantic comedies are like a bad way to um, they're a bad source of like life. There is a movie called Hollywood Inspiration. And that is the point of it. Like you just have somebody to be your date on the holidays. And 
Um, the romantic comedies, if you, which I, we all love them. I want a Nancy Meyers kitchen too. I'm not judging romantic comedies, but we do have to put, they're, no. they're going to be um, old fashioned really, really soon because people are staying single. Um, and the marketers and the rom-com people just haven't quite caught up yet. They're going to, but they haven't quite caught up yet. And so many of the rom-coms, the woman is like beautiful and living her dream and she has a sassy best friend and a mom who calls her every day i mean and she doesn't have a man and life is terrible come on right come on come on come on um so yeah let's start with thanksgiving um and some of the issues that come up on thanksgiving specifically i mean i think all of these things come up on all of the holidays but i think um like just the the nature of thanksgiving thanksgiving is very like you spend time with your family and it's all about like these traditions around food and some of those things can be like really gendered of like uh, you know you're you're expected to grow up and then you host like the family for right. thanksgiving and then you're the one who like makes the stuffing the way that the family wants as a single you might be seen you know as sort of like a like a failure because you're not upholding these Oof. Uh, family tradition oh. so I, yeah so let's first, so let's start there with like just that expectation that you should be in a relationship so the first thing i would say is you have to decide if your family sees you as a failure or if you see yourself as a failure because those are two different problems there right and it's okay to say geez i wish i had a, a relationship and i'm sad that i don't have it and um my one of my dreams is to be in a relationship and, and have these holiday traditions. That's okay. And my, and valid. And my answer to that is what if I promised you that this was the last Thanksgiving, that things will be as they are either something will untoward will happen to your family or you will, <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Like this could be the last time that everybody is at the dinner table that you accept. Don't blow past that. What if something happens? And this is the last Thanksgiving that things are the way they are in your family. And you wasted on where was my partner? What if you lose your grandparents? What if you lose a parent? What if you lose a sibling? And you spent your time on like, I didn't have a date to Thanksgiving. Instead of looking up and appreciating all the people that are at the table with you, that is the worst. The other thing that can be terrible is... You find the partner and he's the greatest and you are going to spend every single Thanksgiving of your whole life with this person. Don't imagine some perfect like and he's going to do this and he's going to what if he's like your family's crazy. What if he's like I only watch football and I don't want anyone to talk to me until after the last game is over which is like 11 p.m. on the East Coast like don't imagine that the partner is going to just click right in and be perfect. Just appreciate this year for what this year is and just know you'll never carolyn me says i'll never walk this road again we'll never have this holiday again um and that is very easy to say and very hard to do my other favorite thing i have a second story about this my second story is i felt this so deeply because i come from a cooking family and we're food people and i'm the lat and the baby sister nobody's gonna ask me to make the stuffing fine and I dreamed of being the lady of the house. I mean, there I am. I want to play lady friend, but I also want to be the lady of the house. And I, I, I really had to unpack that. And for me, I can remember doing this when I was in my, my early 30s. I was like, what is it that I feel like I'm missing at the holidays? And I wanted to be the boss of the meal. I wanted to serve the beautiful turkey. So I actually um, got a job doing private parties in private homes. 
And I um, had worked as a cater waiter and I had worked in restaurants and stuff. So I had enough knowledge to, you know, I can carve a turkey and I can, and I got to do, I, every, every beautiful kitchen, beautiful platter holiday dream has come true for me. It was in other people's homes, but I got paid to do it, but I scratched that itch. So what is it for you? If you're like, oh, I wish I could decorate trees and I, I could have a tree by living room, my house, then get a job decorating for other people. I, there, there's ways to solve this problem. There's task rabbit. Like people don't want to hang their lights. They want them hung, but they don't want them. They don't want to do it. They they want the tree decorated, but they don't want to do it. There are people that will are willing to like to like farm out these tasks to other people. They're more than happy. I can to say do it. I will come decorate your tree. I will come decorate your yard if that's your thing. Decide what your thing is. I I solved what bothered me. And I loved it. In kind of the perfect way, too, because you don't have all those, like, family dynamics. You just got to do the activity. Oh, my God. It was delightful. I love doing the dishes. I love the whole deal. So one of the other things we have to talk about when we talk about Thanksgiving is, oh, you're single. Sleep in the basement next to the radiator. Mm. Sleep on the couch. You are a valid family of one and you should get the bed, the same bedroom that the family with two kids gets and you should stand your ground. And sometimes that's really appropriate. Um, and if you have to say, hey, listen, if, if you guys don't have a room for me, I'm going to go home and I'll come back in the morning or I'm going to stay up the street or I'm going to get a hotel, then that's what you have to do. That's what your dynamic requires. And um, I don't think you should settle for less because you're the family of one. At the same time, I want to also suggest that as a single person, I get to have it the way I want it all the time. I have a beautiful life. I get to have the bed and the snacks and the things all the way I want all the time. So I try to have my tank really full when I go into those group settings so that I can be the first one to say, hey, uh, you know, I'll take the couch, I'll take the, but that's sort of two different roads. And it depends on where you are in your single acceptance and story and what stage of the game you're at. But it's sure worth a conversation with the people that love you. And you're allowed to say, hey, I don't think it's super fair that just because I'm one person, I have to sleep in the doghouse or whatever, you know? Right. Your needs still need to be met. Yeah. But um, don't suffer in silence. This is a problem that was going to keep recurring in life and families are difficult and your choices are pipe up and say, I'm a family of one. I take the good room this year. You take the good room next year. I would argue that small children can sleep wherever once they're asleep. And the other yeah. possibility is um, go into the holidays with your tank full and say, I I'm going to be real flexible. Yeah, like within reason. Within reason. So I think another thing that families do to singles it, it, you know, they put them in the basement and then they also pry into <laughs> singles' lives and ask questions. Okay, I have so a whole, many questions. Actually, I have a whole ebook on this called The Comeback Kit. <laughs> and I have two things to say about it. The first thing is the reason people, I liked how you posed that, like they're prying. The reason people are prying, <laughs> ready? We have to take a 10,000 foot view of this. There was a time not so long ago when if you didn't have a partner, it was dangerous for you. The saber-toothed tiger could eat you in caveman times. Uh, in the Regency period, Bridgerton, the man had the money and you didn't have any money. You could only have babies. Like you had to be together. Up until 1974, you couldn't get a credit card or a mortgage without a man. So it is a relevant question. 
of from another time. So you have to remind yourself when people are asking you, they're asking, are you safe? Are you happy? Are you okay? They're not really asking, how are the apps? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How are the dating apps? They're, yeah. It's a throwback question that just hasn't died out yet. And and people are are coming at you with, um, they're, they're really asking, are you okay? Are you good? And it's, it's an out of date question. This, my second piece of advice is you have three options when this happens. You can deflect it, you can try and connect, or you can reject. And you should really be thoughtful about how you want to handle it. So if your grandma is like, why, where's your partner? You can say something like, I don't know, grandma, is there someone at the nursing home for me? You live in the nursing home. Is there somebody there? <laughs> if your sister says, oh, if you're dating anybody, you go, is there anybody in the pickup line? Suburban Susie. You can kind of, there's lots of ways to deflect and say, I'm having a lot of sex. I just haven't picked anybody or the pickings are single. You know, I'm so great. I'm still single. There's lots of things. And I believe that you should get a couple in your brain before you go. So that's deflecting. And your second option is to connect with the person. The second option is to say, oh, thanks for asking, but, you know, I've been traveling lately or my job's going really well or I have this other thing that's going to happen. Just skate over the fact. Just pretend like they asked how you doing instead of who you're dating. Or you can say, if you want to connect with someone, you can say, hey, dating's been hard or I'm really adjusting to the idea that I'm, I'm in a season by myself or I'm getting over a breakup. And that's a way to connect with the person. And I, nine times out of 10, the person did not think, that they were asking something difficult. They thought they were just like, how are you doing? And it comes out to you as why are you a failure? Because you didn't get married. Like, no. So, but if you feel that there's any kind of intention of like, huh, don't have anybody yet, huh? Then just, you can just reject that idea. You can just get up and get a water. You can get a roll. You can ask about the score of the game. You can fill your mouth with stuffing. Forget it. You do not have to answer. So you have three different deflect connect or reject and the holidays are great for deflection by putting food in your face because there's always food but we got to bring people along and say i'm single by choice or not everyone gets married i'm safe i'm happy that's what they're asking if you are you know yeah. newly single or newly divorced or i would really practice up what you're gonna say do a little pr session with yourself um you know who's gonna ask you know who's gonna say yeah. And just be ready and just be confident. Okay, so you made it through Thanksgiving. Yeah, and don't forget there's plenty and to be now, thankful for about being single. You don't have to host. You don't have to do the yes. dishes. You don't have there's plenty to be thankful for. Yes. So you you make it you make it into Christmas. You make it into December. Right. And I always think of Christmas as like um, everyone is trying to celebrate everything. It's like a little bit of like community, it's a little bit of friends, um, and, and it's a little bit of family. So you might have some more pressures coming at you. Plus, it's like a whole just month of like, just like nostalgia and childlike right. wonder. So I think there are some different challenges with Christmas than there are for Thanksgiving. Agreed. The first thing I always like to talk about is, you know, every kiss does not begin with K. So there's a million commercials about the engaged couple and the bow on the car and the happy family and everything's perfect. And like, you got to take all that with a big old grain of salt. For a long time, I've been 
just a little grossed out by those commercials personally because like I feel like jewelry from the mall is a very impersonal (laughs) gift and if you want jewelry from the mall (laughs) you can go buy jewelry from the mall for yourself but I think there are a lot of great like other options there are like more personalized pieces that like your partner should like they should know your tastes a little but bit like if you're um, not, or ask you about if them. you're trolling through your feed and people are getting engaged or they're having a new baby and you don't have that and you know they're smashing pajamas and you only need one set of pajamas because you live alone like that's okay yeah to feel a little creeped out by that um just remember everybody's path comparison is the thief of joy my two pieces of advice are do not compare anything about being single with some perfect version of being in a couple. Like, it's just, it's not fair. It's mostly not fair to you. The pajamas kind of reminds me of holiday cards and how, like, you get those photo holiday cards and everyone's wearing the matching jammies and they're, like, perfectly posed. But I think it is important to to remember, you know, you see those images. They're beautiful. They're, they're darling. They're heartfelt. But, like, what do they have to do? to get to those images like kids and dogs are hard to wrangle how many right. how many like like right. treats did they need to and bribe the, one the children moment with? in a day that was one moment in a day yeah which is and yeah and you know that's what that person chose and if that's what you want then you should make it happen by next christmas if that's what you really want but like that's the best part right that's the cutest best longest living moment of christmas it's not the other 23 and a half hours in the day you know right it's not all the like meltdowns over kids who are on too much sugar their routines are being disrupted they're seeing they're seeing all these things and they're like gimme 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 i want i want i want i just want to say you know if some people are like oh i can't i wish i had that in my life and i wish i had children and i will take the messy and it's not the christmas card i really want a family then i say to those people If you want children in your life, you need only reach out in your community. There are children in need. There are programs that need volunteers. There are people in your life. There's neighbors up the street. Ask any mom with children if you were like, hey, do you want me to take the kids Chick-fil-A so you can get a little Christmas stuff done? I mean, they'll be waiting on the front porch for you. And not to minimize anyone's actual grief over not having children that is absolutely a real thing. And I, right. I mean, I think we're going to reiterate this multiple times over this conversation that like that that stuff is all absolutely valid. But we're just here to offer a different perspective. 100 percent. That is, truly, if you want some children in your life, they were not hard to find. They're all around and they all no, go no. join some villages because it does take a village and have some fun. Yeah, you can. I think that's the good thing about uh even you know being someone who's childless someone who wanted children but hasn't had them yet that like you you can still like get that experience you can you can you can still have some of that in your life it's not like it's completely over for you and you can never ever interact with a child ever like you said there are parents in in your life no doubt that would love some extra support some extra child care um, would love for you to come in and do, you know, even some of the fun stuff. They're not asking you to like come and do all of all of the the difficult things. Yeah, if you if you want children in your life, that's easy to do. Don't miss it. Very don't miss it. Go and get it. Especially right. those of us who are are child free and and don't want to interact with with children. You can have my share. <laughs> that it, so I have a. I'm close with a, one of my cousins, and she has five kids. And when her kids were little, I would sleep on the couch in the basement because I wanted to be close to the little guys. And you know, you want to be there when they wake up, and 
you want to. So I, I was happy to sleep on the couch. Now they are old and teens. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to stay. But I was old. there for the different seasons. Even though I was always single, I never had yeah. children. But I have children in my life for sure. If you want that like childlike, childlike wonder, you can you can either interact with children to get it. Um, or, I mean, I think that you can cultivate that in your in your own life. I know we touched a little bit on the decorating, but, um, you know, you can you can still you can still have all those things. You can do all those like childlike activities. You can decorate. You can you can probably go sit on Santa's lap. Like if you really sure. want to, you you probably like can. They're probably not going to kick you. All out. kinds of Santa bar crawls and Santa. There's all kinds of adult Santa things to do. But I think decorations are a good point. And I think you have to really take some time at the beginning of the season and make some decisions about what you want to do. What is important to you? One of my friends is like, I cannot wait to put that Christmas tree up because it just gives me joy every time I see it every day. I mean, I was like, get a Christmas tree up. My mom is 91. She keeps a Christmas tree up year round and decorates it for the different holidays. <laughs> it is a patriotic tree. It's an autumn tree. If you're like, oh, I don't have a house or I'm single or you're getting back on your feet or you're just getting started, um, you know, for 29 bucks, you can buy two white lighted birch trees from Amazon and you can put them in the middle of wherever you eat dinner. And that can be Christmas. It's all the meaning that you assign to it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can go, you can go even simpler. Like what are, you know, what are the components? I mean, I know you're big on this, breaking down into the components and like looking deep and like, what is it that you're missing? Like Christmas lights are pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, you might even be able to go in like a buy nothing group and find like a string of Christmas lights or at a thrift store. Um, candles, candles are also something that's like pretty accessible. Yeah. It's those little things that like make it feel warm, make it feel special. Um, one thing that I used to do. Um, I lived in this lovely old apartment, but it had um, retained some of, like, I called it the stench ghost. It retained some of the smells of some of its former inhabitants. Nice. Um, so I would just do, like, a little simmer pot on on the stovetop, just, like, a cinnamon stick and some, like, orange rinds, um, some other, like, aromatic yeah. things. And it just, like, you just boil that for a little bit, and then it's, like, this nice, like, very Christmassy kind of smell. A million percent. The other thing is, you have to make that effort and then you have to let yourself appreciate it. And you have to say that I am enough to make the effort for it. You can't say I would do that if I had a family. I'd do that if there were other people. Nope. You're, you have to be enough. The other thing is I want to bring up the opposite. If you're single and you're like, Oh, what a asshole Christmas is. You don't have to do one darn thing. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You can get Christmas cards and just throw them right out and just pretend like it's not Christmas. I think that is, completely fine i've actually had years where i've done more than others and i think i'm gonna have less of i gave my christmas tree away last year and i think i'm just gonna have a little bit less and i feel so um i'm just appreciative that one of the things about being single is like i don't have to be like do you mind if we don't put the tree up i just don't have to do it right have, yeah you don't even have to have, to have the conversation no, I haven't, you can just have I, that little thought like i don't want to do it i have an eight foot inflatable gingerbread man whose rap name is Gingy. And all I have to do is plug him in and he can go up. But the rest of it, uh, forget it. Not happening this year. Yeah. Just fine. I love it. I love it. Just a, yeah, just like a Christmas. It's a, and that's a Christmas that makes you happy. 100%. But I've spent yeah. a lot of time and a lot of years really putting in the energy to say, what do I want to do? What, 
what will make it fun for me? What's going to be fun? So I've done that work. So it's easier for me to say, oh, I can skip it this year. I'll have next year. Right. Um, I think another great thing about Christmas is most people go all out. Like you also don't have to do it yourself. You can go and look at light displays. There are plenty of neighborhoods. Just go on up to the mall. That, yeah. Just, just walk around for a little while. Enjoy it while you're there yeah. and then uh you don't have to think about you don't have to think about christmas until i feel like uh, no matter where you live you there is some place with a model train set going around the ceiling or the bar or something somewhere through a christmas village and, and there is no tinsel yeah on your floor yeah <laughs> no glitter no to glitter vacuum, vacuum up later up. um let's um let's also talk about gifts because uh gifts are such a huge part of Christmas because of capitalism but it also can be a little depressing to put all of the gifts under the Christmas tree or it can be amazing to be like yes like I got myself all these amazing things so yeah let's talk about let's talk about gifts because I think there's a lot um that goes along with one of the things there's a a lot there we have to remember is gifts are one of the love languages time spent physical touch words of affirmation acts of service gifts so um it's not as simple as like well it's it's there's more at work here and you have to decide do you want to buy yourself stuff and make yourself feel good is there some kind of inequity in your family or friend circle you have a sibling and they have children and those people all get gifts and you get one thing that doesn't feel very fair um you have to buy for a bunch of people and you only have your own income that doesn't feel very fair so you have to work through all of this stuff my one piece of advice is just buy everybody the same thing. If you don't want to get involved, get everybody a car flashlight, get everybody batteries, whatever. You don't have to um, <laughs> get sucked in. I have a countertop vacuum. Get everybody one of those. They're going to be 20 bucks on Black Friday for Amazon. Order 20 of them, give them to everybody. Or tell yourself, I have the time and energy to really put into gifts and I can really make it so great for everybody. But you have to get to the bottom of what it means um for you really look at that and and you know maybe calling out these inequalities like before the holidays begin so that like you're not you're not like in the thick the emotional thick of it when you're addressing this but you know maybe in like i don't know like february or august or something just talk about like what are we doing for christmas what is happening with christmas this year um and i think that suggesting like different kinds of gift exchanges like where you you know, you like draw names and then you yeah. just get like one gift for one. There's person. a lot. Feels a lot more equitable. Plus, we all have too much shit. Like, oh, we, I mean, like, for sure. I know. I don't even have that much. And I know that I do. So I also think that like we we don't we don't necessarily like need, you know, a gift from everybody in our in our family. Right. Um, we all want recognition. I also want to. um there's a lady called the lazy genius and she wrote a book and she has a big following on Facebook. So somebody asked a question, Hey, I'm an aunt. I'm looking for gifts. Like what should I do for the kids in my life? And it just got this big reaction of people who were like, my aunt used to do this for me. My aunt used to do. So if you're an aunt or an uncle and you have small children in your life and you don't have little kids, you have a tremendous opportunity to say, I take the kids to the, christmas lights every year i take the kids to hot chocolate every year i get everybody blah 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 gift and it will be remembered for so long i think that that's what people like about being an aunt or an uncle is that like you you do get to have like these fun experiences it is not as like day-to-day hands-on 
as being a parent. There is something like a little more celebratory about just the whole experience of being an aunt or an uncle. A million percent. Um, I also read just this was just this weekend um, that you can do a craft table at holidays. So if your family has a big holiday, you can, and if I would have read this advice when I was in my younger thirties and still kind of struggling with like, everybody's a couple, everybody has little kids. I would have been like, I'm going to do the craft table. It, you know, eases social interaction. It's something to do with your hands. It's something. Um, so I think that's a really good suggestion. I'll run the craft table. I like that one. Yeah. Or the games or whatever. Yeah. Right. Just like, Something something that's fun that you enjoy, too. Don't just, like, make... Oh, follow your... You know, don't, like, put yourself in the, like, the hot resin table. I was and, just thinking that. You know, trying <laughs> right. to keep, like, little kids I was just thinking that, like, if it. that's your thing, the big thing is, what's your thing? And then how can you get it cooking? Really, like, personalize it. Anything else for Christmas specifically that you wanted to touch on? I think you should really think in advance. Um, like there's the Sunday scaries, you know, it's the end of the weekend and you're going into Monday and you get the Sunday scaries. I think there's pockets of time like that in the holidays. And I think if you're living alone as a family of one, that you should sort of have a little bit of a list in your brain of like, Oh, if there's a quiet night or I feel down or if there's um, if, if I don't go out one of the Saturday nights and it feels like everybody else in the whole world is out, well, what are you going to do? What movie are you going to watch? What, you know, get, get something cooking to stay ahead of those um, sort of holiday scary feelings. Cut off that like, woe is me. Yeah. Just have a toolkit for the woes me, you know? And and I would say everybody feels woes me about the holidays. If you're the mom with a million little kids, you're like, woes me. I'm all this stuff to do. If you are experiencing loss, if you just get a toolkit going of like, well, I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to be sure I exercise or I'm going to take a walk in that neighborhood I don't usually go to or I'm going to journal. I'm going to start this new book. There's sort of a lot of I'm going to take myself out to dinner, volunteer or fill your fill your calendar. If you're an introvert, be like, nope, I got to get home to the book. I'm going to finish Pillars of the Earth by the end of the year or whatever, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why I picked pillars. Yeah. So I picked it. Instead of being like, ooh, six hours free on a Thursday. What am I going to do? I'll get a plan going. I, as an introvert, I'm someone who like it loves my own company. And it's very easy for me to like identify a project that I want to do or just, you know, whatever, veg out and watch TV. But I, I get that for other people. It, it can be a little daunting. Um, and they could feel a little cut off. Yeah. You know, out of their usual routine. I mean, I can play the whole thing like, oh, I'm going to be sure I have the Trader Joe's soup dumpling because those are so good. And I'm going to rewatch West Wing and I'm going to have the good candles and I'm going to have the Christmas tree lit. I'm going to wear my favorite pajamas and I'm going to I mean, that's very girly, but who doesn't like that night? Or I'm going to get some massages scheduled if that's within your budget or, you know, I I have to Christmas shop, but I'm going to do it on Mondays at Target when nobody's there. Um, Because my time's flexible because I'm single. Just think ahead a little bit. So you made it through Christmas. Now we're on to New Year's. And New Year's, I think, is um, more of a couple's holiday. Like it's kind of, for me, it's like up there with Valentine's Day as as a couple's holiday. Um, You know, it's all about 
nightlife. And yes, I know that people do have like family traditions, but I, I feel like that's like not as not as that's not the pressure of of New Year's. So how are singles going to kind of cope with this coupled up holiday that's all about this kiss at a very specific time? I would argue your new year should reflect your year. Like, are you a nightlife person? Then you should enjoy some nightlife. But if you're a nature person, why would you not enjoy New Year's in nature? If you're an early morning person, then why is the first sunrise of the new year not the most important thing to you? Do not, it's that's really, really marketing. Yeah, my advice is your new year should reflect reflect your year. To this new past year. weekend, I just was at a black tie and I went by myself and my advice is um know how you're getting there and know how you're getting home i it was far away from my house so i stayed the night at a hotel um wear something you're really really comfortable and confident in especially when you're by yourself and no one is thinking about you and people have positive intent so you can go to a party by yourself and people will be kind and you'll have fun but have a reason for going i went to support a charity i went because i liked the band i went because it was in a location that I was excited about. So I had the things that I was interested in just because it wasn't the group of people that I was going with on this occasion. It was sort of uh, those things that I need. I knew what my intention was. So I was still able to have fun. I just think it's really easy to, yeah, to feel excluded. Like it is, it's just sort of like a, you know, lovey dovey. So let's talk, like, let's talk about this, like New Year's kiss. Cause like how many movies have been made about, the New Year's kiss right. or like, who are you going to kiss on New Year's Eve? You know, it is not, it is not, uh, generally these kisses are not very long because they're like in public, but um, this isn't like usually a platonic thing. It is usually like a romantic thing. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about it because it is a little bit bizarre that like everyone is kind of expected to ring in the New Year the same way with this like romantic overture. Yeah. I think it goes back to you needed a husband needed a partner to survive the winter. So all the parties had couples at them. It's just kind of a holdover. Also, I would argue if you, yeah, you lived to 75 of oh, 75 years. I mean, you're going to have a new year's kiss on some of them. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody yeah. gets all of them and let's keep some perspective. About right. It. Is it like a fairy tale thing too? Like, like a Cinderella, like on the cusp of midnight. Like if someone kisses you, then you'll turn into a, whatever the opposite of a pumpkin is. Like you'll turn into a carriage, and like I don't know. I wonder what the history. You should have had me research the history of it before we talked here. Because, I should have. Um, yes. Yeah. No, we I like the backstory. The this. I bet. I mean, it used to be the time when like you were allowed to kiss when you weren't normally allowed to kiss, and more Puritan cultures. Like this was the only time you might get a chance to sneak a little smooch in. Was that what it, what it is? Um, and this is a time when I like to remind people that not everybody who's married is having sex and not everyone who's married likes each other. And not every couple likes each other. So you got to keep some perspective about this. The other thing that I would talk about. So we're talking about the new year's kiss, uh, the holiday right after new year's is the super bowl of swiping which is the Sunday app reviews <laughs> is the yes. number one day for online dating apps. Um, and I believe if it's right. the number one day for online dating apps, then it should be the number one day for reminding yourself that you want your solo to be happy. Um, I think those two things go hand in hand. If you're looking for a partner, you should also be working on your solo. 
And I feel like that applies. You should always be working on your solo because yes, whether you are looking for a partner or not, you should be working on that. But yes, I guess, especially like just renew that effort. If you are, if you're trying to get into the game and, and get your profile ready right. for January. Yeah. What, if whatever you're brushing up, you're doing over there, take on your swiping, just take 25% of that effort and be sure you're applying it to yourself. Does that mean that? Okay. So like you cuffed, right? You, you got into a relationship yeah. for the holidays. You, you, you know, you weathered your relationship, weathered the holidays and whatever shape it's in. Does that mean that you then like break up right after New Year's? So you can like get back in the game. So is it just like New Year's Eve and you're like, all right, that was a great cuffing season. Um, I think we've, think we've wrapped that up. It seems like very circular there that you get, you get through the season and then you're, you know, you're like in the new year and you're like, no, I'm going to find like the real relationship though. And then you just like end up at the end of the year. Well, January biggest month for divorces january is the biggest month for breakups um so if you're sort of you know simmering in your relationship and it's not going well over the holidays a lot of people say forget it i need something new in the coming year so yeah that's very big yeah i think like the super bowl of solo i think that's what's next is the super bowl of solo so the challenge with and i don't want to the new year's kiss because i i do want to admit like okay there is no i'm usually like there's always an equivalent like if there's something in a relationship that you think you don't have like there's always the equivalent and like i can't really think of one for the new year's kiss i guess that's something that you get in a couple yeah that you do not get as a single i mean i guess you get it as a single if you just like kiss random strangers which is one of the things that's fun about being single that is true. That is true. That's one of the things that I talk about. You know, your best sex can be your next sex if you're single. If you're in a partnership, you pretty much know what's coming at you, which is great. I think there was a time when couples were like a little smug, like, well, I have somebody and I'm sleeping with them and I have a romantic partner. And when I was taking the singles on vacation, I was always like, well, I could meet somebody new. So so that's the answer on I mean, years. That's... You can kiss as many people as you want. Yeah. Yeah, you can. But I guess you're also just not guaranteed someone to kiss. Like if you're with someone, then you're guaranteed I more or less. Like I guess unless you get in a fight. If ever there were a time to find someone to kiss on New Year's, it's probably New Year's at midnight. It's one of the easier times. Do you just want a kiss or do you want like a good kiss or, you know, one that doesn't leave you feeling gross? Like, you know, how do you want to experience that? Because I, I mean, I guess like I'm not 20 anymore. When I was in my 20s, it would be like, okay, great. Like, a random New Year's kiss from a stranger. That sounds like very romantic and like mature and, and those things. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It depends on the stranger. Like, I don't, now, I, now I don't want that. Depends on the stranger. Love averages. Most strangers are not, not like a hell yes from me. That's all right. No, that would be, <laughs> that would be not handling strangers properly, but correct. <laughs> That's not how strangers go. They're all great. No. No. It's supposed to be one in a million. It's supposed that's what's supposed to make it exciting. That's true. Yeah. But kissing frogs and whatnot. Um I I mean frogs are okay every now and again. <laughs> yeah, no offense to to frogs. Frogs uh, have their place. Depending on where place. you are in your journey. Oh, what if this is your in, last and- New Year's single and you can never kiss a stranger ever again? last dance yeah what if what it yeah yeah so just go out there and kiss strangers Maybe. i guess is what we're saying that's one of the upsides of being single 
Um, yeah, and the circularity of the whole situation that it all comes back to like, don't don't be single. We never really get a we get a break. We got the you know the Super Bowl swiping, then you got Valentine's yeah. Day. Um, you got like a little break until until summer because you know you got like like you know hot hot summer right. summer fling. Um, yeah, I think a lot of that is I really pick a lot of that apart on the regular on a regular basis. Um, and I think a lot of it is hype, and the numbers don't back it up. Forty five percent of U.S. adults are single you're allowed to have a solo season and culture's going to catch up. I really think that. I think for the people that are living the experience, they are, they are realizing. Yeah. And more and more. All the good things about being single. So yeah. I wrote this book about, you know, enjoy your solo and it's okay. And I feel like every generation, like, like my nieces and nephews are like, yeah, it's fine to be single. So I think it's right. changing rapidly we're on the forefront you were the one who told me we're going to be like the mommy bloggers i that's that is kind of my goal for for this space because yes like i think i think it definitely is becoming more accepted but i think then there's also always going to be the backlash to the progress Absolutely. we don't want less pressure to be in a couple it's great to be in a couple and it's great to find it we will have more stories about solo seasons and it's okay to be solo and what do you do when you're by yourself um, we want more positive stories about being by yourself. We have lots of love stories. We have lots of stories that are about relationships that are that are about finding yourself in someone else. But we have less stories. And as someone who, you know, has studied storytelling, has studied screenwriting, there is something like there is like less conflict. Right. Yeah. It's a harder story to write. In, so Jennifer in yeah. who wrote In Her Shoes in probably the mid nineties. Um, and she had a chubby heroine and it was like unheard of. Um, I heard her speak yeah. over the summer and I said, when is the single heroine coming? And she said, maybe, maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming. I mean, in the mid nineties, yeah. it was crazy that the heroine would have a couple extra pounds. And uh, yeah, I think You're we're doing, doing a lot part. to shepherd that. I'm doing in. my part. You are doing your part. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then we work together and we do our parts no, together. Like we duet. I like it. And be <laughs> ready for that Thanksgiving, that comeback kit. It's on Instagram. Enjoy yes. your solo. Yes. So yes, tell us um, everywhere we can find you. You can buy my book on Amazon. Enjoy your solo. I go to my website, enjoyyoursolo.com. And on Instagram, if you want the comeback kit, it's a digital product that has lots of choices for you to talk about how you want to respond when people say, are you still single? You got to <laughs> help them up and be like, let me tell you how great it is to be single. That's a little education. Uh, um, thank you so much for being my here. My pleasure. Always. Well, next time, next themed one, we're going to have costumes or something. Oh, yes. Let's make that All happen. Right. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Subscribe to the Substack newsletter for more Spinster Life. You can also follow us on Instagram at Living the Spinster Life. We're also on YouTube. The Spinster Life is the name of the channel. 